To a pick and roll to Thompson with a lay and counted and a foul. What do you know? Pick and roll, and it works for two. And Anna Carrico across the timeline. And a head full of steam to the rack with a right hand layup, and it's good. Out of fourth down and three. Out of the pistol. He's going to throw it. Drops back. Back to the end zone. Caught! Touchdown! Eastern Michigan! Good Monday to you as we kick off another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Greg Steiner. Kyler Ludlow. Happy to have you along, as always, and a really good weekend Eastern Michigan basketball had. Everybody from fans to players to alums all went home happy Saturday after the Eagles' drubbing of Kent State. Uh, the second largest margin of victory ever for a men's basketball team against the Golden Flashes. That's what Rob Murphy and crew were able to dial up on Saturday. Uh, and then Fred Castro's team ekes out a victory over Western Michigan. Always good to beat your rivals, but more importantly, another doubleheader sweep. Yeah, it was fantastic, and it was Game of Thrones Day here in the Convocation Center, so there was a lot of people having a lot of fun with the craft beer and everything, so it was great to have a, a really good crowd to watch the teams play, and they responded. I think you could definitely tell the crowd made a difference when they were into the game. Our players responded. Well, and the big thing you look at, it was a, a ability for everybody to get it going. It wasn't just one person taking over for either men's or women's. Granted, we saw a one-person performance early in the week with Daniel Minot going for 43 against Buffalo. But when you're able to spread it out, it makes everybody a, a feel-good minute. Yeah, and the men, five starters all scored in double digits. It was uh, absolutely fantastic showing from them. And on the women's side, you starting to see because of – Injury and other things, they've just had to rely on some other players to really step up. And Kiara Johnson, who was a guest on the show last week, stepped up near double-double in both games last week against Buffalo and Western. Uh, just a freshman, so a lot of exciting stuff on the hardwood. And then on the track side of things, they got things opened up. They were over at U of M. Always nice to stay home to open things. Posted some good numbers, a couple top finishes along the way on both the men's and women's side. Gymnastics made the trip out east to Pittsburgh. Unfortunately, they came up uh, a little short in their quad, but the moment where they were able to, to get on the balance beam and on the floor for the first time, a little truer test of competition this week as they'll have Northern Illinois and Western Michigan as they travel to DeKalb for that one. Uh, that's on Friday night, but it was a busy weekend that also saw swimming and diving back in the pool they rolled past Wayne State, an opportunity this weekend as well, to get back in an in-MAC play against Buffalo. Yeah, and it, it, we talk about it, actually, one of our guests is a uh, swimmer today. would just talk about how you get to warm up against Wayne State and then really hit in action, as we call it, uh, this weekend and really start to roll into things here as the season rolls on. I sat down with Katie Minnesota on the gymnastics side of things to discuss their season opening preview, so we'll get her thoughts. She returns a good core, but more importantly, most of the, her talent is going to come from the underclassmen level. Freshmen, sophomores, 11 of the newcomers in reality to change a lot of different things on their side of things. But uh, more importantly, we also talked some men's basketball. You sat down with Rob Murphy and uh, you could not ask for two tougher tasks ahead, Akron and Buffalo. Yeah, Akron, the Eastern hasn't won at since 2010. Buffalo has been recently moved up to number 16 in the country in the AP poll. So a, a pretty tough go of things. We actually get a chance to sit down with Elijah Minnie as well, who was just today named Mac Co-West 
player of the week uh, for his fantastic games at Ball State and then at home against Kent State. Uh, so a lot of good momentum going right now is, of course, maybe a little revenge factor in Akron's mind after blowing a 17-point lead against Eastern in the MAC quarterfinal last year. Uh, Eastern went on a 22-1 to run in the second half to come away with a victory there. So it's it's going to be a tough week. Akron's a hard place to win, and Buffalo's a hard team to beat no matter where you play them. So it uh, should be a really, really tough test for the Eagles. Michael Regai on the call on ESPN Plus for both the men's and women's games at Akron. One of the best in the business and also a Detroit native as well. You'll have a good time with him. He'll tell you to rise up, young fella, won't he? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, we're looking forward to seeing him and the women play in Akron on Wednesday. So kind of a non-traditional back-to-back uh, -back like that when you get both teams to play the same school in back-to-back -back days. Everyone on the road this week, with the exception of the swim and dive team, they have Buffalo on Saturday at home. But for the complete schedule, go to emueagles.com and also make sure you go to your televisions Friday night as ESPNU will be the site for the Buffalo matchup. All other matchups on emueagles.com or on the ESPN family of networks. With the Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan mobile app, you can manage your health care coverage anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Download it now from the Apple Store or Google Play. Now it's time for the Coach's Corner segment of the Eastern Insider Podcast. I'm sitting down with head men's basketball coach Rob Murphy. Coach, after a 2-0 week last week, hit the road for a pair of games this week, starting first Tuesday night at Akron, a place that hasn't been kind to Eastern Michigan over the years, but you've won two straight against the Zips and have a little bit of momentum going into the game. What are your overall thoughts? Well, Akron is a very good basketball team and well-coached. John Gross has uh, been a proven coach uh, throughout his tenure in the MAC. You know, they have two great players in uh, Ivy and Utomi, uh, experienced players who've been in their program for four years. Uh, they're very tough at home. They're top 20 in the country in all defensive categories. So for us, uh, we have to make sure we uh, pay attention to detail. Obviously, getting back in transition, not allowing them to get any open baskets and have to contest three-point shots. And more importantly, uh, have some patience on offense and continue to execute and be efficient on that end of the floor. Well, last year, winning twice against them is great. I think the one that stands out in everybody's mind was that MAC tournament game, uh, trailing by 17 points at different times in that game and going on a 22-1 to run late in the second half to pull away with a victory. What do you tell your team with so many guys returning from that team going forward against a team that's very similar with Akron this year? Yeah, well, Akron uh, will be very aggressive. Again, they play both ends of the floor extremely well. You know, the run we had down in Cleveland last year was great, coming back and being able to win that game. Uh, I mean, obviously that was last year. And they, you know, are probably looking to get a little revenge, and, and that's on their mind as well. But more importantly for them, I know they want to protect their home floor. And they'll come out and play hard, play feisty, and play well. But for us to be successful, we have to continue to do what we've been doing each and every day, and that's just continuing to get better, execute on both sides of the ball, dominate the backboards using our size, our athleticism, and our length to impose our will on teams. And if we can do that, we'll be in great shape. On Saturday's game against Kent State, you had a performance from your bigs that James Thompson only had six rebounds, but Elijah Minney and Bubakar Torrey both had eight. When you're spreading the rebounding load between those three big guys. Is that playing into that mindset of playing that very big 
backcourt when they're out there, those three guys standing 6'9", 6'10", 6'11"? Yeah, well, for those guys, if they all can get rebounds, I mean, everybody's doing their job. We're doing a great job of contesting shots. We're forcing missed shots, and everybody's getting to their rebounding areas and securing the basketball. And we preach and teach that every day. It's very uh, important to secure the basketball, get the outlet pass out with hopes to get down the floor and get some early offense. We were able to do that and get Bubakar and James some early touches. We are able to hit ahead to Paul and Kevin in those instances where they were able to score as well. So that big lineup, we love playing it. Uh, it gives us a size advantage in each and every game in this league. Uh, and if those guys can collectively continue to play together, uh, we'll continue to get better. Now looking ahead to Friday night, you guys, another game flexed to Friday. Uh, so a little bit different playing Buffalo, who's now up to number 16 in the country as the AP poll came out today. When you play a team like Buffalo, who is the cream of the crop, coming off of you just played them uh, two weeks ago, what's your guys' mindset? Uh, well, our mindset is, you know, preparing to win in each and every game. I thought, again, we got off to a really good start against Buffalo. We controlled the game for the first 14 minutes. Had we hit two or three shots, the whole complexion of the game would have changed and it could have been a different outcome. Uh, to their credit, they continued to scrap and make plays when it wasn't going well for them. And we were unable to make any uh, crucial plays in the second half and down the stretch. So looking forward to playing them again. Uh, but Akron is first. That's the most important game. It's always your next game. And they're a very good basketball team. So if somehow we can go down there and play well, uh, secure a victory, we'll come back here and get prepared for Buffalo. Well, one of the fun things about that Friday night game is that it's on ESPNU, so a second game that's been on national television this season. Uh, how fun is that for your guys, you know, knowing a lot of times it's on ESPN Plus or ESPN3, which is great, uh, but having these different announcers come in a little more big time with the CBS Sports game earlier in the year now an ESPNU game. Well, it's always great when you can play on national television, uh, but more importantly, you want to play well because everybody's watching and you just want to continue to get better. Uh, it also, uh, you know, tells us that, you know, the MAC, you know, view us as one of the top tier programs. And anytime you can get one of your top tier programs on TV, uh, it's a blessing for us. It's a great thing. And fortunately for us, uh, we haven't had that in the past as much. But now that we're getting it, we want to continue to play well with hopes to win. Well, Coach, thanks a bunch for your time. Have a safe travel down to Akron and over to Buffalo later this week. All right. Thanks for having me, Kyle. Do you want to eat something better than ramen? Come to Candy Cane Wireless, your local Boost Mobile dealer, and get all the data and hotspot you need to feed your brain while having money left over to eat more than noodles. Boost Mobile by Candy Cane Wireless, located at 3033 Packard Street in Ann Arbor. 2019 upon us, and that means the start of another sports season as gymnastics gets underway this upcoming weekend as they'll take on at competition at the Pitt Quad, joined by second-year head coach Katie Minnesola. And year two, what a difference year one makes. I'm sure it was a bit of a blur. You were thrown in quick, had to learn on the fly, had a new baby, a little bit of everything in, in year one. Absolutely. It was a little bit of a blur. That was a pretty good description of it. Um, but definitely a learning year and I am so excited for year two it's already been such a great year so far the preseason you look at it right now probably the best stretch that EMU gymnastics has ever had in its history regionals individual appearances in, in nationals in eastern gymnastics has kind of retaken a space on the map that for a long time it was kind of an afterthought 
Absolutely. Um, this team has been built by previous coaches, and I'm just here to continue building this program. And we have some really good athletes on our team that have a really good outlook on what they want to accomplish. And I'm really excited about this season in particular because it's it's just really exciting, and they've been working really, really hard. You lose a very talented senior class, but one that was also had some injury troubles last year. I know that slowed you down at, at points during the year. You look back at last year. What was your biggest takeaway? Yeah, it did. Um, it is sad to lose a senior class like that, and definitely we did. Um, we're troubled with some injuries, but I think um, the experience that the senior class had and giving me that experience to work with this year's team, I'm just really excited about that because it helps me kind of develop this team into a, the team that we need to compete and do well this year. Now you really get to make an imprint. You have 11 underclassmen, including six freshmen. That's really good that you get to bring in your own people, but it also it makes for some interesting times because freshmen there can be molded any which way, but they're still freshmen. This is true. We do have uh, 11 underclassmen and six freshmen, and um, freshmen are, they, they, it takes them usually a little bit to kind of grasp the idea of college and how things work and um, transition into the college mode. But I think that our upperclassmen and even our sophomore class has done a really good job of helping them transition faster because we need them in the, in the lineups and we need their routines. So I think they've done a really good job of helping them kind of transfer transition into a, a freshman a little bit faster. Knowing that gymnastics is a team sport, but ultimately it's your individual score that matters. Sometimes it's also that subjective game. How do you, even if the kid knows in their head that, okay, I may have had in my mind my best routine, but the judges don't. How do you work that fine line to to keep kids' mentality and and that psychic game going, even though when they, they might not be getting the score that they want? Yeah, that is a tough one. Um, That's always an ongoing thing that we have to work on with the athletes. You know, they... It is a, a team sport, but primarily individual, like the individuals create the team score. And we have to make sure that, you know, the moment they salute till the moment they salute their, and finish their routine, everything counts. And so if they make a mistake, they have to make sure that they focus on what's coming next and what's coming next, not focus on, on what just happened. And that's we've really worked hard on that in practice. And that's probably one of the biggest things for freshmen to learn is to you're not done yet is until you salute that judge at the very end and it doesn't matter what the judge is thinking it matters of what you do and how you do it your theme this year route 19 kind of a, a, a journey of a, a season and the the road that you follow to get to a championship what what does that slogan mean for you you know last year was kind of a bumpy road and so I wanted to kind of create a a different mantra for the team this year and kind of make sure that they know that there are things that can happen when you go on a road trip you could get a flat tire you could you could your car could break down and there's a lot of things that you can relate to your athletes and your team and and we've already had some of those things we've had a a car breakdown where we've had an athlete out for the in, out for the season with an injury and um certain things that have happened where we've maybe had to detour a little bit and you know the road trip continues and we have that destination that we we want to go to and I just want to make sure that they know that the road trip's going to continue and that they make sure that they fuel their bodies properly they take care of the vehicle which is in a sense their bodies but make sure they take care of the vehicle because 
the vehicle can't go forward unless everybody's doing what they can. Joined by Katie Minnesota, you look at this team, and uh, if you're somebody who hasn't been out to a gymnastics meet, what first off, who should they come out to to really see that they sh- when they sh- look at their program should circle their name on the program, but also what can they expect when they come watch your team? Well, they can expect a lot of fun and energy from this team. This team has a lot of fun in practice and. They're just a really close-knit team, so excitement they can expect at meets. Um, I would say the, the top couple people that I would think about um, to come see at our meets would be senior Megan Holkren, junior Emily Debronix, and sophomore Jada Rondo. Um, those three are probably our, our um, biggest ones that have kind of transitioned into a, a good leadership role. Um, again, everybody has that leadership quality on our team but uh and we there are so many more that i could name on our team because everybody has that little spark that brings to the team so everybody come see everybody (laughs) eastern will have uh, six home meets this year they'll get things started off at home against ball state on january 24th your first time out on the road will be this upcoming weekend at Pitt. uh but you look at it the mid-american conference last year you were picked sixth you out exceeded that expectation this year fourth what does it mean when the coaches vote is that you just kind of throw that out the window and say okay that's just more motivation for us yeah I use it as motivation for sure because I I picked us first I mean that's you know that's where we want to be we want to be on the top of the podium at max and we are going to use that as motivation and watch out here we come that's what I want to say to everybody because this team is on a mission and we do use every little thing to help motivate us to get where we need to be and then one last thought before we let you out of here. Not only are your kids in on the gym, very good student-athletes, but away from the, that, they do well in the classroom and also in the community. How important is it for your kids to be well-rounded, giving back to their local community as well as doing well in the classroom? Oh, it's extremely important. Um, that is one thing that my biggest thing is about um, – being a coach is watching a, a freshman come in to going from a senior going out and watching them develop into a person and the things that they've learned and grow in a beautiful young woman with their gymnastics, their academics in the community. And I think it's it's not just about gymnastics. It's about creating different experiences for them to be a, the best individual when they leave college and out in the real world. Coach, best of luck this season. We'll catch up with you down the road. Thank you, and go Eagles. All home meets are free at the Convocation Center for a complete schedule. Visit emueagles.com. Welcome once again to the Eastern Insider Podcast. Today I have the special chance to sit down with one of our swimming team members, Claire Young. What has your experience been so far just getting in the pool, not only this season, but in your first two years for EMU? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, I, my favorite part about being on this team is that we're all so close, and I think that's the best part about practice is you, you, you're you not going to practice for yourself. You're going for, to practice for your team, too, and it really makes that experience during practice a lot better. When you guys have already been off and running this year, you swam at the Denison Invitational where you set a pool record uh, with your time there. How was that? It was a lot of fun. Uh, this was a new invite for us. We normally host one, so this year going somewhere else was a little different. And it kind of gave us a new experience, doing different things, and um, kind of seeing how we're gonna how we're feeling for the end of the year already. Well, one of the things that you guys do as a team is go down to Florida and train this year. How was that? What did you guys do while you were down there? Where were you guys at? Uh, we trained just outside of Fort Lauderdale. 
um, and it's really fun. We actually went and did CrossFit four times this year, which was a new thing. We've only done it twice in the past, mm -hmm. um, and that kind of gave us a new uh, we did different workouts than we had in the past, and um, obviously we got a lot of sun, which was really nice. <laughs> it was actually warmer than it was in the past two years for me at least, and it was really nice. Uh, we had a long one, so it was 11 days, so we got a lot of hard work done down there, and um, I think we're all ready for this ne these next few meets. The Swimming Hall of Fame is down there in Fort Lauderdale as well. I don't know if you knew that, but it's also down there. Um, how does that help you prepare kind of after you have that winter break? to come back and really compete? I think uh, most of us train really hard through winter break, which is really good, and then we're in good shape. And this kind of like is that step, step, that last stepping stone that we need to have this good training for January until February where we start our tapering so we get ready for our MAC meet. Well, speaking of the MAC meets, you have Buffalo and BG coming up on the schedule. Knowing with the MAC and trying to win the MAC and really competing for the top the top spots and your top times what is going from the meets like Wayne State into MAC play what's the difference is there a difference for you guys as you move from meet to meet like that sometimes there is uh, we really like look at each meet as its own individual practice almost we use it to find out how we are going to swim this event maybe we change up a little bit and it really especially the buffalo meet it's going to be a big it's it's kind of a different environment mm -hmm. you kind of feel it if you're on the pool deck you have that like excitement before the meet and we're all getting ready and then it almost seems like we're all in it for every event um and it's really fun to see especially in meets like that like when we swim the uh, buffalo mm -hmm. it uh gets a lot everyone's just always there and always mm -hmm. ready to go now let the listeners know what events you generally swim in. I generally swim the 100 back, the 200 back, and then the 200 individual medley, which is all four strokes in one event. And you have a favorite. Um, personally, I love the 50 back on the relay that I do, but um, uh, definitely backstroke is my favorite stroke out of all of them. Well, and you enlightened me because I didn't know how you tell when the wall's coming up when you're swimming backstroke in the pool. Um, but the flags, I didn't realize that that's what those were there for. Yeah, um, yeah. normally it depends on, like, as you get older, once you start swimming younger, you have a few more strokes that you need to go into the wall. But generally, once you get to, like, high school age, you kind of know, oh, this is my stroke count once I see the flags to do a flip turn and then do a finish. So, Well, very good. Thanks for coming by. I know it's very cold out coming <laughs> from practice, but appreciate you popping over on a, on a Friday and hanging out. And best of luck as we go forward and uh, have a great, great season. Thank you very much. That was Claire Young from the EMU Swim and Dive Team. We'll be right back with more on the Eastern Insider Podcast. Looking for a ride? Trinity Transportation has the vehicle for you. From luxurious motor coaches to cozy sedans, Trinity Transportation is prepared to take you to your destination. Check out their fleet of vehicles at trinitytransportation.com or call 877-284-4200 to book today. That's trinitytransportation.com or 877-284-4200. Trinity Transportation, the official transportation provider of Eastern Michigan Athletics. Welcome inside the Eastern Insider Podcast, inside the Convocation Center. I'm Kyler Ludlow, sitting with the Mac Co-Player of the Week, Elijah Many. Elijah just literally found out about the news. Congratulations. I uh, appreciate it, Kyler. It was a great week of basketball, as the award obviously shows, but how did that bounce back for you guys as a team after playing that first game against Buffalo here to have two big wins at Ball State and then again at home against Kent State? 
Well, we knew going into the Buffalo game, we had something to prove. You know, we didn't really uh, make the shots. We didn't really play well, we thought, um, at Buffalo. So, and we knew that after that game, we watched film. We seen all the shots that we did have and we created for ourselves. We just didn't capitalize on those shots. Um, so we wanted to really prep and make sure we were hitting those shots for a tough road game at, at uh, Ball State where it's really tough to win. And we wanted to make those shots, make those shots that we were missing against Buffalo. And um, we did, you know, we had a record setting uh, shooting performance there. And then we wanted to keep that ball rolling, literally uh, coming home for the Kent game. We knew we had a tough game. Kent is notorious for being a very tough team. So we knew we had to make our shots, make every play count. Um, and we did that going into the Kent game as well. Well, when we look at that Ball State game, you were on a roll from downtown, but in the second half it kind of cooled off. Then you get the play drawn up for you to shoot the three, to tie the game when you're down by three. What's going through your head uh, as you're seeing that play diagram for you and then going out and executing it? Well, that's just trust uh, that I got from my coaches. They believe in me, um, believe in my abilities, and I believe in mine. You know, I practice hard every day. I practice on that shot every day, you know, and just for about, thank God that, that that time it went in, you know, it just shows all the hard work and effort that I put in every night, every day that I come in in this gym and shoot, that that shot just goes in. Well, and in that game, you had quite a few blocks, too, and some of them really highlight real worthy. Is there a zone that you can get in defensively? Like, offensively, sure, you see that all the time. But on defense, is it sort of the same way? Yeah, it's definitely the same way. Um, I mean, especially for us, nothing really changes. I mean, players make plays um, at the end of the day. Um, nothing really changes. Um, you just go in, just have a, have a certain mindset, um, and nothing really, nothing really crazy or nothing really um, astronomical about it. Um, you just go in and you just make plays. Well, then coming back home to play Kent State, uh, like you said, it was a record-breaking performance. You guys made 12 threes, shot over 60% from the floor and from the three-point line. What was it like just having the whole team in that groove? I mean, it was fun. You've you seen everyone just smiling, having fun, cheering. The whole bench uh, was cheering, jumping up and down. Um, everyone was clapping. Everyone was really enthusiastic. Everyone was really into the game. The fans were really into it. Um, and we were just having fun. At the end of the day, that's, you know, when you're having fun, um, everything just moves smoothly and everything is really fun, you know. Um, that's, and that's what we want to do. We want to continue having fun. And, and winning makes you have fun. And when you're having fun and you're winning, nothing really can go wrong, you know, when you, especially when you're watching film. Uh, it makes it a little bit easier to watch film. You know, those mistakes aren't really as alarming as to opposed to a loss you might have. But um, we're on a roll right now, and, you know, we're just trying to keep that happiness and that, that fun going. When I was looking ahead, you're two and one in the MAC with a couple of big games on the road this week, starting with Akron on Tuesday night. Uh, Akron team that you got the best of two times last year, but one of them took a pretty amazing comeback. What do you guys have as a mindset going into that game, knowing that the last time you played this team, you guys went on a 22 to one run to erase a deficit and end up winning in the MAC? quarterfinal? Well, we just got to come out with a certain mindset again. Um, you know, Akron, again, is notorious for being a great team. Uh, they're a very great three-point shooting team who will look to make shots from the three-point line. Something we failed to really execute against in defense against them at uh, Cleveland, but it, eventually we, we got into our defense and we really got into our defensive mindset and started slowing them down. But it really started on our offensive end. You know, you got to make, make the shots and then you got to go on defense and make the stops. 
Um, but we're going to go in. You know, they're a really tough team. Uh, it's a really tough place. We haven't won there in probably like eight years, I think. So, you know, we want to go in there, really execute everything. And again, players make plays. So we got to go there and we got to do what players do, you know, go in there, make shots, make plays on offense and defensive ends. Well, the last win in Akron was 2010. So, yeah, been quite a while since a win at James A. Rhodes Arena. And then looking ahead Friday, no, we're not paying too much attention, but now the University at Buffalo up to number 16 in the country. What is it to have a team like that in the league representing you guys You know, in the, in the top 25 pretty much all year now? Uh, and what's your guys' mindset going into that one on Friday night? Um. I mean, that's a, it's a tough team, you know, and to have a team like that in this conference who's head and shoulders pretty much above everyone on paper, um, you know, it's it's really nice to be able to go into uh, a venue like that and play against them uh, just to see where you're at. You know, they're ranked 16 in the country, but, you know, to have a team how we are um, who's not ranked in the top 25 go in there and possibly could have an upset, you know, um, or just go in there and just compete, period, just to see where we are at. It's just it's really nice to have that ability to do that, to play a top 25 team in your conference. Not any conference can just have that. You know, it's the Power Five conferences really have that. Um, so it's really nice to have that. But um, like you said, we're not really looking forward to Friday just yet. You know, we have to take care of business on Tuesday first. Um, then after Tuesday, we'll be right after that game, we'll be right ready for our Buffalo. Well, that Friday night game on ESPNU at 7 o'clock. Looking forward to that. Elijah, congratulations again. Matt, co-player of the week for the Western Division. Best of luck this week. Thank you, Kyler. And that will lead us to another break of the Eastern Insider Podcast. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. You can find the Eastern Insider on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and, of course, emueagles.com. Please leave us a rating and let us know how we're doing. Until next week, go Eagles.